You're listening to Grow, Cook, Inspire. I'm your host, Helen Cross, and this is a podcast with gardening, food and farming at its core, supported by Plant Grow UK, the first in the UK to produce an award-winning range of organic gardening feeds from renewable energy processes. Hello and welcome back to the podcast after a very short break. Schools are back up here in Scotland and I'm trying to get back into some sort of routine. So the podcast will be back on a weekly basis going forward. We are marching through August and it's that period between summer and autumn when there's a sense that change is in the air and that we're on the cusp of a new chapter. Now, although high summer has peaked and we have welcomed some rain with welcome arms, rumour has it we are set for another hot spell next week. This year we have really felt the impact of the extreme hot weather. Now, in Glasgow we even hit the dizzy height of 28 degrees, but nevertheless the bursts of heat have played havoc with our gardens. So. With this in mind, I thought it would be a good idea to reflect on what has gone well this year and more importantly, what hasn't quite worked out that well as well because this is key. This is also the perfect time to stop and take stock before we begin a new chapter and plan for the year ahead. So. With the kids back at school, north of the border, this week we're heading back to school too. So grab your shiny new notebook and pen and let's get started. with what didn't quite go to plan. Firstly, sunflowers, everyone's favourite in the garden. Really simple to grow. Everybody loves a sunflower competition to see who can grow the tallest sunflower. Now, last year, the giants in the sunflower contest hit six foot plus. This year, however, we had sunflowers which my three-year-old was taller than. Not quite the spectacle we had hoped for, but the short, sharp bursts of heat that we kept having over the summertime hasn't helped them and has sent them into a bit of a, a shock, I guess, which has caused them to stop growing. And also, I have to admit, I did plant out a lot of seedlings and the slugs really, really tore them apart. So next year, I'm just gonna sow even more seeds and see how we get on. Now, regular listeners will know my love for pumpkins, the best fruit, in my opinion, to grow with children. They are so magical. However, this year, the number of thriving fruits on each plant is not that great. Now. Normally, I would say to people, make sure you've got between two to three pumpkin fruit growing on each plant. This way, all the energy is going into fewer plants and hopefully you'll get fewer but healthier fruits on each of your pumpkin plants. However, 
<laughs> the lack of rain has meant fewer fruits on each plant and the ones that we have got off the starting blocks are much smaller than previous years. We also had an accident this week when one actually um, prematurely, let's say, came off its stock. So next year, basically, depending on the weather, probably more watering, more irrigation and more feed is needed to produce a good yield and healthy, happy fruits. Now, I also grew cucumbers for the first time this year. I was excited. The boys love cucumber and munch huge quantities, but usually the varieties from the supermarket that are wrapped and double wrapped in plastic. So you can understand the joy when our cucumber started to produce lots of cucumber babies. However, the joy was short lived. Each time we harvested a cucumber, sliced and diced it, and then attempted to eat said cucumber, we came up against a problem. Each cucumber was so bitter. They were repulsive, absolutely disgusting. I mean, they were awful. I was really puzzled. So I did what any good gardener does and I tapped on the keyboard and asked Google for the answers. And I found out that the reason for bitter cucumbers is due to irregular watering and also, most importantly, a lack of feed, which causes a buildup of toxins in the cucumber. So we learned the hard way that my neglectful behaviour during the summer holidays led to this outcome. Next year, they'll be grown in a bigger pot and they will be fed with either a seaweed or a tomato feed at the same time as when I'm doing the tomatoes and really made a fuss of to avoid mass disappointment and fierce criticism from the diners around my kitchen table. Again, my efforts to grow cauliflower failed at the starting line. The slugs always win that battle, but I will persevere. On the other hand, the tomatoes and courgettes were brilliant, but again, numbers have been a little on the low side compared to previous years due to the hot weather, even in sunny Glasgow. And some salad leaves bolted before I even got within an arm's length of them to harvest for supper. However, on the flip side, Carrots, onions, rhubarb, beetroot, soft fruits and kale flourished. So they are my go-to fruit and veg, especially raspberries and strawberries. And they've excelled even with my neglect um, going off on holiday this summer. So there we have it. There has been a little bit of light, but quite a lot of failure due largely to the changing climate that we are experiencing. The climate is changing, we all know that, and we are going to have to adapt. And we, as gardeners and growers, have a huge responsibility. So this year and going forward, saving rainwater in the months ahead is going to be more important than ever looking after the health of our soil and mulching our soil to lock in the moisture is also going to be pretty high up my agenda. Now as I grow potatoes and pumpkins in containers I'll be using this soil to mulch my flower beds, my raised beds, especially around my roses and um, they have loved that in the past. 
it's both sustainable and it's also really cost effective. I'm also going to make a concentrated effort to grow more perennials and fewer annuals. Again, so not to disturb the soil, allowing them to mature and it's, it's less work and it also, again, in the long term, is a much cheaper way of growing. I've loved geranium rosanne, achillea, geums and salvias. They're beautiful and the bees love them too and each year they will come back year after year and mature and take up more space. Now, although it may seem odd to be thinking ahead to next year, it is so important to write down what has worked and what hasn't and why you can also look back next year and take note. You may decide to grow something again or alternatively you may want to persevere until you get it just the way you want it. This is a gardening obsession and it's why we keep growing year after year. Now, talking of next year, in future episodes, we will be talking about spring bulbs, but let's talk about the here and now. This is the perfect time to collect seeds, or as I like to call it, to go on a seed safari. It's a great activity to do with children, especially if you are starting a gardening club this year. This is something I want as many of you to do as possible. Let's get a real gardening club revolution started across every school and nursery in the land. Now, the key to do this is to do it on a dry day. You'll need a paper bag or an envelope. And my top flowers to collect seed from, if you are new to seed collecting, are sunflowers, poppies, cornflowers, and also calendulas. Wait until the flowers have finished flowering and have gone brown and begun to dry up, and then you want to tip them into your paper bag. Sunflowers are relatively easy as the seeds are quite large and you'll get hundreds of tiny, tiny seeds from one single poppy head. Cornflower seeds look like tiny paintbrushes and these are some of my favourites. You can make up little brown envelopes with each seed variety to gift to family and friends. Children could even design the envelopes and write the sewing instructions on the back. I think this is one of my most favourite activities to do with children as it really helps them to understand the life cycle of a plant. So as I said before, if you are gardening with children, whether that's, that's at home or whether that's in a school setting, this is a really good activity to do with children when we start the new term. And it's basically sowing the seed, excuse the pun, for a greener path going forward. have time for this week short but sweet thank you again for tuning in to listen next week i'll be back on the road as we talk allotments and community growing i'll be going behind the scenes of a new community growing project on the south side of glasgow and we'll be hearing from people who have their own allotment and find out more about what they really get from this unique growing space 
So until next time, keep growing and cooking and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast platform you use. Until next time, see you soon.